Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Pure Nintendo podcast. My name is Gemma, and this week I have back with me Kirk. Welcome back, Kirk. <laughs> How are you this week? Hey. <laughs> Happy to be here, as always. <laughs> Good to have you on the show. And this week we're going to run through a little bit of news as well as give some a lot of time to the games we're playing this week. There's just so much out there. Um, we don't often get time to talk about all these games, so this week we're going to dedicate a bit more time to that. One thing I did want to highlight at the very beginning of the show is that we are now, uh, as of airing of this show, 11 days out from the Tears of the Kingdom game, which is, I think, maybe going to be game of the year. I don't know. It's like everyone's talking about it. It's this huge event. That's <laughs> yeah, foregone conclusion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So 11 days, it seems, you know, we've been talking about this for months and months and months, and now it's under two weeks. So it's very, very close. And we were talking uh, just offline as a team recently and, you know, and I know Kirk, you and I spoke last week briefly about what our plans are in terms of getting controllers, which I still haven't pre-ordered, and getting uh, different versions of the game. And our um, our esteemed leader, Justin, is getting two copies of the game so that he and his wife can both play it at the same time, which I think is really cool. <laughs> and I, uh, I think you mentioned you were having the day off to play. Yes, I, yeah. I, I do tend to take days off um, for and certain releases, not all of them, mm. of course, and if, if I can time it right. But yeah, I, I have this one on order and I'll be able to pick it up at 10 a.m. On, uh, on the Friday when it comes out. So I'll probably work a bit that morning. I work from home anyway, so it's easy to do. And then I am off nice. to pick it up, come home and get as far as I can before my, my oldest son, Sam, gets home from school and and tries to take over the Switch for the rest of the <laughs> Will he be taking over? Zelda, like, will he take that game over? Yes, yeah, yes, okay. he is very much looking forward to this game. Oh, excellent! Um, and he That's played cool. through when we did the first one. We were kind of running neck and neck for a while, mm-hmm. um, and then he got ahead of me and had to help me with a couple of the uh, boss battles with certain tips. Um, so that's <laughs> nice. the benefit to that is I, I've got my own built-in walkthrough. Yeah, that is really cool. I love that. I think I'm yeah. just going to be. It'll just be me. My kids might watch me, but. I don't think they'll be playing it. So, yeah, that's cool though. Hopefully they've been inspired by watching me, especially Skyward Sword actually. They were really, really interested in watching me do that. And in fact, my son, my eldest, who's only just turned 12, he was probably 10 or 11 at the time because uh, I was playing it relatively recently. He helped me with a boss battle actually, which is cool. Like I didn't need help, but I just happened to be up and he got up and he couldn't sleep. And he's like, oh, can I have a go? And so he had a go and we were – running through it together. It was super fun. I <laughs> I do love that. And it reminds me of the actually very, 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 very first uh, Legend of Zelda title that I played with my mum. You know, I was like a little kid. It was my first introduction to gaming and she and I played through together. And of course I had no idea, but um, we worked through it together and it was so fun. So I do love that kind of um, family connection, I suppose, that bonding yeah. experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, boy, I, I never got that with my parents. They were, uh, you know, video games were kids' things back then. So we had our system <laughs> upstairs. We'd sometimes bring them up. Like my mom was a mm-hmm. uh, surgical nurse, and we had a game called wow. Microsurgeon for the Intellivision. Wow. And we thought, oh, mom's going to love this. It's her work. And, and no, <laughs> she, <laughs> she just had no interest. But but they were always good to let us get the games and play the games. They weren't the type of parents back then who believed the video games were destroying our brains and Mm-hmm. Um, our ability to have children down the road or whatever crazy things before <laughs> shouting out back then. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, that's true. And it's changed. I guess it has changed. I mean, yes, my mom, I did play with her and she was pretty cool, but I think you're right back in like the eighties and maybe nineties, 
parents didn't play as much and now they do like we do obviously we're parents yeah. and we <laughs> we've grown up with it there's no way we're not playing so <laughs> yeah it's interesting hey so that'll be cool so i'm really looking forward to that and this week i definitely have to order that controller i'm just waiting for my next paycheck to come in <laughs> so. oh yeah you gotta make sure you have it when the game arrives <laughs> it's gotta be plugged yeah, in, ready it. to go i know right yes the cool thing is for me uh because i'm in australia i'm a little bit ahead of you so technically i'm going to be playing before you so <laughs> oh yeah all right so uh i'll try there, to there's not it. like a day release or anything there so it comes out at the same time no, games tend to come out here on Fridays as well, but my Friday oh, yeah. is your Thursday, so <laughs> well, enjoy. I will you know, have it uh, slightly ahead. Mm. Yeah, let me know if there's anything I need to know. I will, I will, but I'll avoid spoilers. Yeah, so that's super cool. Um, the other thing, a couple other news items this week, and one of them is the fact that there's some new Lego sets that have been announced, which are Donkey Kong themed, which is a bit of a uh, I don't know, out of nowhere kind of thing. <laughs> Wasn't expecting this. I suppose it makes sense with the new Mario movie out uh, doing so well and Donkey Kong being one of the main characters. Um, have you seen this? Have you seen these new sets? I have not. Um, and I am surprised because I didn't think that anybody was doing anything with those anymore. I haven't seen them promoted. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess... You know, before the movie, maybe before the movie, uh, when I went to see it, it was promoted there. Mm -hmm. um, True. But yeah, I, I, I don't, if, if they mentioned Donkey Kong, I, I made no note of it. At the time. <laughs> I was too excited for the movie. Couldn't be bothered yeah, with true, that. Yeah, true, true. Well, this has just been announced like last week, this sort okay. of very late last week. So, and they're not out yet. They're not out until August, which I think is, tends to be Mario, oh, sorry, Nintendo, oh gosh, not Nintendo, not Mario, Legos release window. They, they have new uh, sets come out in, I think, January and then August, I think. Are there two main okay. periods of time? The Mario one seemed to come out in August. This appears to be an extension, another extension of the existing sets. So we've already got Mario, Luigi, and Peach. This is now the Kong extension. I don't think they're playable from what I've read briefly. I think they're just interact, like Mario or Luigi or Peach can interact with the Kongs. You can give them bananas and I think other gift swapping abilities. I think Mario can even ride on Donkey Kong's back, which is a little strange oh, well. <laughs> it goes against character yes but all right <laughs> sure why not um and i think there's also the cool thing that i like about it is there's you know from donkey kong country there are the little rideable animals like uh, yeah. is it rambi the rhino i think he's one of them which i think I is think super so. cool yeah anyway i love that i think they're really really cool and yeah i mean i'm surprised also i guess they're trying to continually breathe life into the series I don't know how well they're selling. We went pretty crazy originally and bought all the Mario, original Mario ones. I don't think we've got Luigi or Peach. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've kind of, it's a little bit fallen by the wayside. It's it, it's a cool idea and I get it and it's fun and interactive, but it's different. Like my son, I've mentioned many times, he is a huge Lego fan and we have many, many sets of Star Wars and City Lego and all the rest. But the Mario ones are a bit different because you don't, necessarily build them to display them or yeah it's a little it and even the way you play with them it's very different because you have to turn them on and you jump around and collect coins and it's really cute and really cool and different and fun but it's just maybe it's more for younger audiences i don't know not sure yeah <laughs> we bought a set um i think it was for sam a, a while back and i think mm -hmm. he didn't really get into it that much and i think my thought was that it was in this 
kind of like no man's land between, like you mentioned, just a regular Lego set where you build it and you put it on display or a true interactive, there are things to do and things to accomplish kind of interactive mm-hmm. toy. It had interactive elements, but like no real goals or anything. So mm-hmm. you're playing with it like you would regular Legos, but it feels like it should be doing something more. And I think that's mm-hmm. why he didn't quite, you know, stick with it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's got the, you can collect coins, you can jump on enemies. There's a flagpole at the end. I mean, and it's, you know, it's trying to emulate a Mario level and it does, but it's, it's a different way of playing Lego. I think, you know, when I see yeah. my kids, kids playing Lego with little Star Wars characters, it's a, you know, it's an ongoing uh, session. <clears throat> Excuse me. I do have a little bit of a cold this week, so I have to apologize for my voice, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a very different way of playing. I mean, I'm glad they tried it. And I think, yeah, like I said, when, when it first was announced, we were so excited. Like we went to the Lego shop straight away and I'm like, yes, let's buy all of these things. So, but I guess I didn't, I sort of assumed they'd be more display, displayable and they, you can mm-hmm. display them, but it's some of them display better than others. Like the Bowser airship, that looks really cool. Um, other ones that are more flat level designs, but more like a, almost like a maze really you need a lot of room to put that out and it's not going to look great on a shelf because it's not a big piece. Anyway, I think it's still a cool idea and I hope people are having fun with it. The other news item that I thought was interesting that I wanted to briefly mention was that Gamescom 2023, which is happening in Germany this August, uh, Nintendo has announced that they will be attending. And we've been talking a bit about conferences lately with e3 being cancelled and other things nintendo doing its own live event what do you think about this i don't know a whole lot about gamescom but apparently um it's been running over COVID. it's just been virtual events i think last year was a mix of virtual and in person this year is in person again um but nintendo hasn't been there since 2019 which is interesting what do you think about that i I guess i have a couple thoughts um my first is you know, Nintendo said when they decided not to go to E3 that they, you know, they just the timing was off and they're not against mm-hmm. the idea and they'll, you know, consider it each year. So maybe this is a good sign that that's actually true. They considered yeah. Gamescom. It made sense to do it at the time. E3 didn't. So, so that's mm-hmm. what they picked. Um, my second thought is that probably because uh, I, 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 like you said, I've never been to Gamescom, so I, I don't have a, a very strong knowledge of, of the setup. But it could be that it's just more economically feasible. It's cheaper. I know mm-hmm. LA is very expensive. Um, that um, the, the E3 is a very expensive event to attend, especially on the scale that Nintendo would need. Mm. So you know, maybe uh, they, they like, still like the ideas of doing shows, but just don't want to you know break the bank with it. Um, but my final thought, and this is what I'm hoping, is that by August they're going to have something really big to announce, and mm. they want mm-hmm. to get it in front of people. Um, so it, you know, the timing may have been off with June as far as something or the, you know, the, the always elusive uh, Switch 2 or Switch Pro, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Maybe that's coming. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm excited that they're doing it because I think it means something's on the way. So mm-hmm. that's, that's really going to be my focus on that. Yeah, I agree. It does sound that way. And I think I've read similar thoughts online. So, yes, exactly right. They have said... To, that they the timing wasn't right for E3. June was a bit of a weird time 
for Nintendo because Tears of the Kingdom's already out. We know Pikmin 4 is coming out shortly after, I think it's July. So August, those two games are already out. So what are they promoting? We've said several times on the show, we don't really know a lot about the second half of the year. This is a really good opportunity for them to show something cool off, whether it's a console or a game, whatever it might be. Hopefully, fingers crossed, this is a really good sign for that. So (laughs) I think it's exciting news. Uh, And also, just like you said, it's good to see that Nintendo is still in the market for these kinds of events. It's not that they're, you know, saying no to events like E3. It's literally that the timing didn't work for them. So they're still in the game. They're still, you know, making a presence and reaching out to fans in various ways. So can't wait to see what happens in August. That's a few months away, but we'll uh, obviously know more then (laughs) or maybe a little bit more before then. So that's really cool. So that's all the news for the week. So now let's move on to games. We've got plenty of time to discuss our games of the week in detail. And Kirk, we'll start with you because last week we did touch on the fact that Xenoblade 3 DLC was coming out during during last week, and that's obviously happened. How are you going with that? Have you had much time to play it, and are you enjoying it? Um, boy, uh, <laughs> am I enjoying it? Yeah. Okay, uh, good. <laughs> look, it, it, it was, a uh, unfortunately for me, a busy week that they were released it, so I'm not as far mm-hmm. into it as I would have expected to be mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but yeah, I know for one reason or another where where I am here uh, on uh, in Eastern uh, Daylight Time at this point in the U.S., um, the games always come out at 9 p.m. You, I'll, I'll oh. sit there and just refresh <laughs> the, you know, the download. Is there a download available or an up, uh, update mm-hmm. available? Update available just over and over. And then finally it clicks, downloads, and I get it. <laughs> so I started playing it, um, you know, when it came out. Uh, boy, it's fantastic. Um, cool. It, it's full of nostalgia for anybody who's played the games. I, I'm not going to get too far into it, um, but some of the locations we revisit, we get a lot of memories of characters. A lot of the previous characters are actually in the game. Um, it, it's not a secret that both Rex and Shulk, we've discussed, have have come back mm-hmm. and they're buddies and, and they've got this little group of people that, that ties into the main narrative with the main characters. Um, the... I mentioned before, uh, yeah, last week I talked about how I hope the battle system was different and we could start from mm-hmm. scratch because it was so hard for me to get back into uh, the, the setups that I had before and who my best party was and mm-hmm. the different people to pair them off with to make sure that I'm able to, to beat the top monsters. And it does. Yeah, of course, you, you start nice. from scratch. It it has new battle elements that I think are absolutely fantastic. Um there are, and it, it seems to me that it's a bit easier, but it could be because I'm just so knowledgeable with how these games work now, um, which <laughs> sounds like I'm bragging. I don't think I'm bragging. It's just I've played so many <laughs> of them that I've... Yeah, you spent a lot I of time in, 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 in <laughs> Yeah. So uh, they, with the, uh, like the mythical beasts that are scattered about, I've had an easier time fighting them. Um, but and one of the things I really like about the DLC, these like... Uh, extra chapters that they release at the end of the games with the, the Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles games. When you get it, you know, it's a huge adventure with a ton of side quests and you're going to be playing it for anywhere from 75 to 150 hours. Um, You can just (laughs) sink so much time into it. So when you're going along, you don't want to stop and explore everything so much or fight all these, these, the the enemies that you, you face along the way. Because there's so much to get through, you just want to get through it. And in this one, mm-hmm. I know 
they said the story's about 20 hours, maybe it takes 40 hours to finish the whole thing. And knowing that I'm purposely wow. taking my time with everything. I'm cool. fighting everybody. I'm trying to collect every little thing <laughs> that I can. Ooh, and they brought back the Collectopedia from the first Xenoblade Chronicles game, which was one of my favorite things to do, where nice. as you find the various uh, collectibles along the way, you there are multiple things to do with them, but one of them is you add them to your Collectopedia, and then once you fill it up for each location, then you get bonuses, and, and that's back for the first time, if, if I remember correctly, from the wow. Xenoblade Chronicles game. So certain elements like that that are appealing to everybody along the way. The story's fantastic. The acting is fantastic. Um, I'm absolutely thrilled with it and, and I'm going to be sad when I'm done because this, uh, <laughs> from what I understand, will effectively close this entire series. Um, and then we're on to whatever's next. Wow. By closing entire series, do you mean there's not Xenoblade 4? Like that's not a thing well, that's ever going I'm assuming that there would be another game because they're so huge. Um, you know, yeah. they, they've got to do something, but these like Xenoblade one, two, and three, have all been tied together by this overarching story. Um, you know, it didn't seem like it at first, but as you move along, you see what the connections are. So um, it could be when they, I mean, they could very easily just do something else within this universe. Of course, there's, there's always mm -hmm. room to expand on it. But um, I, I expect them to start a whole new chapter, same style gameplay um, kind of thing, but going a different direction. Um, and it could be like wow. uh, when Xenoblade Chronicles, do we call it 10 or X? came out for the Wii U. Um, mm, I was call it a, the same style <laughs> gameplay, but didn't really fit into anything else. It was different enough with its focus on mech and building these like giant battle robots. Um, so maybe they'll end up making a sequel to that or pushing something along those lines. So there's room for them to create more games or a whole new series that isn't really part of it. But, and honestly, this what we're doing now with the stories has gotten pretty convoluted in a way that makes perfect sense. That's not an insult, but I mm -hmm. can't imagine that heaping more on top of this particular story arc is a good idea. Best to just leave it alone. Um, as sad as that is, and then move on with all new characters and an all new universe and see where that takes us. Wow. Okay. Interesting. That's really cool. Um, it makes me want to <laughs> explore a lot more. I have not played all of the games in the series. I have played uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, not the DLC, and I haven't even finished Xenoblade Chronicles 3 because, as you say, it is whopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> a commitment. <clears throat> it is a commitment, yes. I will dip in and out, um, but then I do sometimes tend to forget things like <laughs> where am I again? What am I doing here? Um, so, yeah, it would be very interesting to see what's next for the series. And I'm really glad you're enjoying the DLC. This is the final wave of DLC, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. This wraps up three until we're all ready to start. Although I'm certain many people have the uh, new game plus where you get to carry over a lot of things from the previous game and it makes it much easier um, Oh, cool. But yeah. uh, and maybe I'll do that. Maybe there will come a point if they don't release anything new for a while, I'll just tear through all three of them in one year and <laughs> start in January and end in December and see how far I get. Yeah. Marathon. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So are you, <clears throat> excuse me, are you reviewing this? Like, is it a review feature for us for Pure Nintendo? You know, I don't know because I honestly don't think we've discussed it. I assume I will. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I assume so too, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, cool. I got to add that to the queue. 
Yeah. Well, sorry to give you more work there, but nope. <laughs> I mean, you're playing it well, anyway. It's, so. <laughs> yeah. It's not work to talk about Xenoblade Chronicles. In fact, I was, I was talking with my son this morning while playing it that I'm starting to wonder if maybe it hasn't become my favorite franchise over top of Fire Emblem. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's big. That's big news that's for huge. me. So that's breaking news. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Once, <laughs> once I finish it, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Cool. I look very much to hearing your final thoughts then. <laughs> How many hours? You said it's like 20 to 40 hours. How far through do you think you are at the moment? I think I just hit 11. So I'm not, okay. not too far at all. Yeah. A little yeah, over okay. halfway, uh, probably. Yep. Cool. Okay. Awesome. That's really cool. I hope, uh, I hope listeners enjoy are enjoying the DLC themselves, those who are fans of Xenoblade. Now, this week we saw uh, what I wanted to mention as an interesting little title that came out because it's a free title and it's called Amiga Strikers. Um, it's not something I've heard of before, so I don't know if it's a franchise or a series or whatever. I did give it a try just because I thought it looked interesting and fun and also it's free, so why not? Um, I thought it was a, I, I read the word brawler and I thought it was a fighting game, like a smash brothers kind of thing. It's not, it's, it's a foot brawler <laughs> they're calling it. And I missed the word foot in there. So it's kind of like soccer, I guess, or football, if you're from the, from Europe. Um, and it's three V three. So you're three players versus three players. It's all online. So you just kind of get matched with different people. I haven't tried multiplayer yet. I don't, I assume you can do local multiplayer online as well, but I don't know. And you choose your little character. It's very anime-esque, actually. Your, your character looks pretty well designed in an anime style, which I really like. And you have like a – it's not really a ball. It's more like a disc, I think. Like it's pretty futuristic-y looking neon-y kind of thing with lights everywhere. And, you you know, but the, the premise is the same as football or soccer, that you're trying to get this disc into the goal of the other team. Um, it's pretty fun and it's pretty fast. The, it, I, I want to say it reminds me of Pokemon Unite in a sense, but it's not as big as those games. I don't know if you've played that, Kirk, Pokemon Unite at all. I have not. No. That is really fun, by the way. If you haven't played that, go play that. It is free also <laughs> with Pokemon that you can you – can, there's obviously pay – like you can, you can pay – four things within a game if you really want to. I think in Pokemon Unite you can do you can unlock different characters and costumes for your characters, etc. I don't know what mm-hmm. you pay for in Omega Strikers. I haven't got that far down the path yet. But it's probably characters and costumes for your avatar and stuff like that. But essentially the arena is a lot smaller than Pokemon Unite. You're not you're not in this sort of sparse area that you can wander around and score goals. This is more like a football pitch I guess like Mario Strikers, but not even that big. It's one screen's worth. You don't kind of go back and forth between the goals. It's very much, you know what? It's kind of like a hockey maybe, like that tabletop hockey. What do you call it? Air hockey? Yes, air hockey. <laughs> yeah. 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 It kind of has that kind of feel to it because it is like this floating disc. It's kind of a, you know, almost a rectangular shape. Um, and it's it's big enough to fit onto a screen. So, yeah, the, the battle seemed pretty competitive. Um, I've only played a couple. I won, though, which I was really surprised at. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, go team. I wanted to high-five them, but they were virtual. You know, they were somewhere. I don't even know where they're from. Somewhere else in the world. Uh, There's but- no, like, little emoticon <laughs> or something you can tap to a Probably. <laughs> to a I virtual couldn't see high-five. anything. I'm like, oh, I really wanted – yeah, I wanted to do that. What what I noticed at the end of each goal was that the three players, like you and the two players of your team – tend to gather 
uh, towards your goal and run around little circles, almost like you are high-fiving each other. So I just did that and that was, I, I hope, a virtual high-five. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I would say it's pretty fun if you like joining these online kind of um, sporty matches that are futuristic and anime-esque. And it is free, so why not give it a go? Uh, so that's Amiga Strikers. That's available now. That came out last week. Another, uh, I guess, not a new game, but an update to an existing game, and this one's one of Nintendo's mobile games, which we don't talk about too often, and that's Mario Kart Tour. Uh, I did notice in the eShop roundup that I that I do on the site um, that there's a new track, a new Athens track, actually. And so I thought I'll jump online. I haven't played Mario Kart Tour for a little while. I used to be quite into it a couple of years ago, and then uh, just, I don't know, I haven't. <laughs> so I jumped back in did the update and checked out the new Athens track, which is really cool. I hope it makes its way to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, in some of the DLC that's coming up because, um, as we all know, the tour tracks uh, are part of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe now, which I love um, because a lot of people won't have played them. And uh, the cities that we've seen so far, like Paris and Sydney, um, Singapore, now we've got a new one, which is Athens. And it's really cool. You, you have you, you can probably imagine what Athens is like. It's very column-esque there's big columns in the background old ancient ruins and things like that it's really cool a lot of fun and i i won that race too after you know you're not playing for (laughs) a good two years or so uh i haven't lost the mario kart to an edge because it's a different experience um and i have you 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 said before the show you haven't i don't think you played this game right kirk at like at all or just no, not I, recently. <laughs> I, I haven't. Um, I, I'm not one of those guys who's against mobile gaming, but mm-hmm. it, it's rare that I seek out games for that. I have Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nintendo mobile games, and I do log into that at least once a day and Ooh, cool. uh, do my collectibles. Oh, yeah, I've been very dedicated to it. Um, but <laughs> nice. no, I, I have not played Mario Kart Tour. Cool. Yeah, I'm not a huge mobile gamer. I do tend to at least try the Nintendo ones. And I do have Fire Emblem Engage. Sorry, not Engage. Uh, Fire Emblem, what's it called? Heroes. Heroes. Fire Emblem Heroes. I do have that and I did play it when it first came out. Haven't touched it for a couple of years either. I should get back into that because it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, well, it has. They've added a lot of things that you can safely ignore if you don't want to, and you can just play it <laughs> however you want. There's more than enough really? to do in there when you log in each day. But cool, and I, I skip most of it. Yeah, okay. What what sort of things we're we talking about? What are you what are you skipping, and why? Uh, well, they have <laughs> um, various. There's this whole uh, uh, what's it called, ascend or something like that. It's it's this uh, kind of a multiplayer thing where you go in and, and set up defenses and then take on other people as, as they're coming in. I, I don't mess with basically anything that involves other people. <laughs> as, <laughs> right. as any social as that sounds, I like yeah. my games to be just about me. So I, I don't have to be embarrassed. Um, uh, I would have not won Omega Strikers if, if I had logged in and played it, for example, <laughs> or, or Mario Kart Tour. Fair enough. Um, okay. But items like that. And then they cycle through different things that uh, you could do each week. Like this week, we're, we're going to focus on you know this aspect of it. And this week, we're going to run this. Um, a whole bunch of names that escape me right now. But uh, mm. mainly, I, I log in and do my arena battles every day. And if there's a uh, um, items that you could do to get new people play through to, uh, to unlock characters or, or orbs, then I'll play through those kind of things. Cool. You kind of inspired me. I think I'm going to check it out again <laughs> since I've just got back into Mario Kart. I'm going to try to stick with Mario Kart 2 
because one of the things I love to do, and I think this is the same case with heroes, is that you collect characters, right? Like you unlock characters along the way. Is this true of Fire Emblem? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> multiple. Yeah. Well, you can summon new characters at any point. They're always releasing mm-hmm. new ones. Yep. Yeah. And I like to collect, I'm a bit of a collector uh, file. I like to collect things. Um, with Mario Kart 2, there's just, you know, there's all the Mario Kart characters, right? There's Mario, Luigi, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And on top of that, there's variants to each of them. So uh, like with last week's uh, update with the Athens track, they also released a new character f- for Toad. I mean, Toad's already there, but this is tourist Toad. So <laughs> it's Toad with little sunglasses because he's touring Athens, I presume. But yeah, it's so cute. Okay. Well, yeah, that's like that's like Fire Emblem. They'll have one, like there are a five, six different versions of, of right. Marth or Ike, yeah. and I'll put different costumes <laughs> on them. You've got to get the uh-huh. swimsuit editions and the, <laughs> the bridal editions. I, I imagine they don't have swimsuit and bridal Yoshis. Um, no, but- maybe. I thought I saw someone driving around with a Mario that, Looked like he had a top hat, maybe from Odyssey. I don't know. That's nice. That fits. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I need to check it out. Uh, there are just so many characters and they're they're not hard to get exactly, but you need to collect. You need to do races and collect gems and then you can unlock. Some of them become available to unlock and but only for a limited time. And you need, like, for example, okay, let me go back to the Toad example because this is the new one. And I said to myself, I'm going to unlock Toad and play Athens so I can talk about it in the podcast. And basically I went to the screen where you can buy things from the shop and Toad was there. I'm like, cool, I'll buy Toad. But then, of course, there was a Daisy variant, a fairy Daisy, and Daisy's my favorite. And I'm like, oh, I only have enough gems for one. (laughs) Can I buy Daisy or Toad and not both? Um, It's a dilemma. And so I bought Daisy (laughs) (laughs) because she's my favorite. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Toad. Team Daisy. Yeah, exactly. She's my go-to in Mario Kart. Um, so, yeah, it's really fun. I, I'm going to try and, and play it a bit more often just because it's there and it's cool. And they do always update it. And even so there's only the one new Athens track, but they do variants uh, of the other tracks as well. So there's different versions of the Paris Promenade, different versions of the, I think it's the Berlin Byway or something. It's like a, you know, Germany-based one. And they it's, it's, it is pretty fun. It's not, I would say it's not as hard. As regular Mario Kart, you know, like you, you have to use your it's touch it's touch controls, right? You're really just steering left and right. You can do hops and power slides and stuff, which is cool, and even uh, flips and things like that. But essentially, you're always driving forward. You don't really need to accelerate, so that makes yeah. it a slightly easier. But anyway, it's good fun. Like it's one good. one thumb control kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Which is yeah. I, I mean, I like it. I think it's. I hope it's doing well. It's been out a few years now, and I know. Uh, what was, oh, Dr. Mario was, was, that was actually the only mobile game I religiously played. I would log into that every single day. <laughs> I just really loved it. I thought it suited the mobile perfectly. I mean, you know, we have games like, um, what's that candy crush and things like that, that are really popular. Mm-hmm. Mario, Dr. Mario seemed like a perfect fit. Cause it's a puzzle game. It's like falling, uh, you know, blocks, I suppose, viruses, whatever, but it's falling blocks. And it just made so much sense on the mobile. I can't believe it didn't do well. I even spent money on that game. I never spent money on mobile games and I did spend money on that. So yeah, I was really bummed that that uh, disappeared and yeah. Oh, well, it is what it is. <laughs> well, that's one of the things about mobile games too. You do get yeah. attached to a couple of them and then suddenly yeah. you get that dreaded announcement when you log in mm-hmm. and you've got, you've got three weeks left. 
everything's mm-hmm. free and then we're shutting it down. Yeah. I was really disappointed. Really, really disappointed. Anyway, sigh. Um, let's move on. <laughs> so one of the other games you're playing at the moment is Bayonetta Origins. And I know this is not a new game, but we asked, we're reviewing it, right? <laughs> yes. We yes. apparently had a bit of a hiccup with uh, with the review code. <laughs> um, so <laughs> so we're getting on it a little late. Um, but yeah, I've, I've taken Bayonetta Origins, uh, Cereza, Cereza, uh, never remember how to pronounce it in the lost demon mm-hmm. um and i'm enjoying it a lot um cool. much more than i did bayonetta 3 um right. I, I played and enjoyed bayonetta and bayonetta 2 i especially love bayonetta 2 i was a bit mm-hmm. let down by bayonetta 3 um you can check out our review if you want to find out why but mm-hmm. um i wasn't in line with most people on that game and I think I'm not in line with this. I, I can't recall. I remember reading some reviews early on and they were fairly like they were positive, but kind of like mid positive. And mm-hmm. and I'm a bit bigger on it. Um cool. Uh, because it I mean, it feels like an indie game that was developed by a company with a much bigger budget. Um, mm-hmm. it it plays like an indie game. It's kind of like a, a storybook fairy tale puzzle game kind of thing. In fact, I'm going to uh, Make an, make an analogy here to something that I can't even remember the title of. I think I did the exact same thing last week. I'm bad with names. You'll have to forgive me. About 15 to 20 years ago, maybe, there was a TV show on, possibly on one of the uh, PBS channels, where they would have celebrities read old fairy tales. And mm-hmm. um, they would animate it a little bit. Not like a full cartoon, but kind of like, you know, you see the image and the image moves. And it was like having a book read to you. I remember... Uh, Denzel Washington reading The Legend of John Henry was one of my favorites. Cool. Anyway, that's a pointless way of saying that that's <laughs> um, <laughs> how I feel about this game. It's it's set up so it, it looks like a storybook. It's very colorful and painterly and uh, the, the elements move in a way kind of like as if they're being drawn out as, as you're walking along or, or, or painted. Um, and it's got a narration. And the cool thing about it is um, Cereza has her own voice actress. There's an actress playing that character, but mm-hmm. everything else, um, from what I've seen so far is, is done by a narrator. And when the narrator has to do different characters, she reads, like she changes her voice. Mm. So it's like mm-hmm. someone who knows how to read a children's story is reading it to you. Yeah. Um, and it's very well done. The acting is great. And for the most part, it, it's centered around puzzles where, um, it, there's uh she's had a demon she brought up a demon to protect her and the demon ended up going inside of her stuffed animal uh cheshire like like uh from from alice in wonderland oh yeah um, cool. and she's able to use that either as she's holding it it has certain powers or she can let it out where it becomes really big and then it can fight sort of like um how you controlled uh the those large demons in bayonetta 3 um, but on a much smaller scale. And so you're kind of like solving environmental puzzles along the way and getting into fights um, along the way. And and it's just very entertaining. And it's this small little story about a girl uh, who, who wants to go save her mother and she, she wanders into this forest and, and is having this great adventure. And um, I, I, I think it's well done. And I'm, I'm very close to the end. I'm going to hit that and then I'm going to, to get the review up. But Unless cool. things go south in a hurry, um, it's going to get a very positive <laughs> review for me. Nice. That's really cool. What's the time frame for this in terms of hours, do you think? Uh, 
it, it's not too long. Um, that's maybe around, I see, I'm trying to think of how much I put into it. I'd say maybe around like 15. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's decent. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I've played the demo because I, uh, I wanted to check it out myself. I'm not, I think I've mentioned this before. I, I've not played any Bayonetta game, to be honest, one, two, or three. I just didn't really appeal to me. So I never checked it out. <laughs> this one had such a different style. I thought it looked really cool. Um, and yeah, the demo played really well. I love that storybook style. And there's, it's funny you mentioned the way that they read the narrator reads because that's super important, I think. And I read, I still read to my youngest, um, just because we, we bond at night, we just read before bed and it's really fun. And I love putting on the voices, you know, I think I'm a, I think I'm a good reader for stories. (laughs) I like to think I am, but, um, it makes a huge difference when you're playing a game and they do the same thing. There was one game I played last year and the title has escaped me, but they did the same thing. And I mentioned it in my review that they put on the voices as if, you know, they're, they're, they're reading it properly. It's really, really cool. So it stands out to me as well. So I love that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah it, it, it really helps uh, pull you in to the whole thing. Um, yeah, it does. It just, it's more engaging. It's way more yeah. engaging. So that's yeah, really that, cool. And when voice acting is not good, it really can can throw me out of a game. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't get into it at all if I'm having trouble with uh, with, with the way it's being presented to me. Yes, there's nothing worse than having to turn down the volume on a game because of annoying voice work. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a good sign. No, I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, well, better late than never. I very much look forward to reading that review. I yeah. think it'll be yeah. in, in a way. I'm, I'm kind of glad we had the issue with the. Uh... <laughs> With the with the review key because uh, someone else probably would have had it otherwise, and I'm glad it fell to me. Yeah, that worked out well. Yep. <laughs> There's been a, a an error in your favor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm playing a couple of other games, and one of those uh, these are my review titles now. So uh, the first one is called Melon Journey: Bittersweet Memories. And this one, I believe, came out, I don't know actually when that one came out, sometime during April, uh, pretty recently, like the last couple of weeks. And uh, so I've been playing through it. It's really fun. It's a, it's actually a really, really great game. It's it's done, First, the first thing you'll notice is the aesthetics. It's very much uh, like a grayscale uh, with green tinges. Like a, It's like a Game Boy. It looks like a Game Boy game, let's say that. Yeah, like, like an original Game Boy game. Yeah, and it totally works. It's so so cool in this retro style, um, but it, but yeah, it, it's a top down kind of looks like a, it looks like a Zelda game on a Game Boy system. Um, it's not an RPG. It's more like a, it's more like a visual novel. Actually, you're kind of just roaming this world and talking to different people and trying to find out what's going on. Um, you can interact with various elements around you just by walking up to them and pressing a button and you can talk to anyone in town. And they're all kind of animal based, cute little creatures like hamsters and hedgehogs and uh, puppies, there's rabbits. They're all very cute, but the game has a dark edge to it. It's not too mature. It's definitely okay for a younger audience, but it's definitely not what it looks like on the surface, which is a very cute game about animals in a little town talking to each other, there's a story there. There's a, there's something to uncover. Uh, and this, the title, which I always find a little confusing, Melon Journey. I don't know. I think Bittersweet Memories, I think this is the 
the Switch version of the game is the Bittersweet Memories. I think Melon Journey was the original game. And it's all about melons, as in, well, I think watermelons. I don't know. Is that what you call melons in the US? Are they just watermelons? (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. yeah, You know what? Yeah. Yeah, sure, no okay. matter what kind of melon it is, once you have it in front of you, you'll just refer to it as a melon because okay. by then you know which one you have. <laughs> cool. Well, the protagonist, <clears throat> she's working. Her name's Honeydew. You can change her name. I just kept it as Honeydew because I like the name. <laughs> uh, named after a melon, I guess. It's Honeydew Melons, right? And she works at a melon factory. They make this uh, juice, uh, some sort of melon-based cola i think it's like a like a can of drink that's really really popular and she works in marketing and she's coming up with a new logo uh but she has the day off she's going to meet some friends there's two towns and her town uh drinks this melon juice or drink whatever it is and then this other town it's banned (laughs) it's banned over there melons (laughs) you can't be caught with melon seeds it's like illegal so uh so she travels to this other town on a train to meet her friends for lunch One of them doesn't turn up, so you kind of have to find her. There's this little gang you interact with who uh, has melon seeds and then one of them gets arrested and then they have to try to escape. And it's just, it's kind of zany, but it's it's really fun and interesting. And there's a concert going on in town with this hamster. It's just this whole thing. I don't even, it's just way too much. It's just, but it's, it's really, really cool. It's well-designed. I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to be writing my review up very, very soon on that one, so watch out for that. I think if you like kind of these interactive stories with this really cool old-school aesthetic, you'll you'll dig it. It's a little like, do you know what it reminds me of? Um, it <laughs> Now I can't think of the name. It's like Mother, there's the Mother series where you're like in a, in a top-down world interacting with people and just figuring out what the heck is going on. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's really interesting. So that was that was yeah. a that's that's a title I'm really enjoying. The other sounds, one that it I'm, sounds uh, really creative. Yeah, it is really creative. I think the developers have done a great job with this one. I'm really impressed. I think uh, I think Xseed is the publisher. Um, anyway, they've done a fantastic job with this one. I hope to see more in this world because it's it's a standout title. It's just not like everything else that's out there. And I mean, we've mentioned this before every week on the Nintendo eShop, there's, you know, like 20 odd games that come out. So how, how can you play them all? You just can't, you really, really can't. And that's a shame because there's some real gems out there. So that's why I like to highlight games like this uh, when I get the chance to, because I think it's worth your time. So yeah, definitely watch my review. It'll be up uh, very soon in the next few days after this podcast airs. The other game that I'm playing, which I've just started and really just scratched the surface of, is called Nuclear Blaze. And I was really looking forward to this one because it reminds me. So in this game, you're a firefighter, essentially. You're putting out fires. It's a it's a platformer, sort of, sort of side-scrolling 2D affair, and you walk along and you you have a hose. It's 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 got a meter on it, so you run out of water, but it looks like there's little points on the way where you can fill up your tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, I'm very, 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 very much, I need to start at this game. Um, but it looks like I'm investigating a facility and there's there's secrets to uncover. I found a key. There's a room that I've opened up and there's a cat that I need to rescue, which I'm just trying to find how to get to that cat at the moment. And what I love so far is that 
you're on you're so you're a firefighter you've obviously got a team back at uh wherever this main explosion is or something and you're investigating on your own but you've got radio contact and so it keeps doing this little come in commander whatever it is and it's not commander but you know officer <laughs> i don't know what the words are but it, it's like you have this uh communication going on back and forth between you and your chief or whomever you're speaking to and i really like that aspect it feels like you're really in danger or or not I mean, you're a firefighter, so you're you're a brave sort of person, a hero esque type person. But you're you're right in the middle of uh, a bit of a disaster area, um, and it's it feels very real, real time, I suppose. Like it feels like this is happening now. The I mean, fire is a very real danger, and you see it all around you in this game. And I just want to put it out. Like it's pretty satisfying to just hose out a fire. I think <laughs> so. It strongly reminds me of something I played a long time ago on the Super Nintendo and I was trying to find it before the show and I think it's called The Fireman. I'm not sure, but it was something I played and had a lot of fun with where you were firefighters again in a building and putting out fires and I just really, really enjoyed it. I think that one was a top-down affair. This one is the side-scroller. I'm a huge platforming fan, so for me this genre is perfect. Um, And, yeah, so far limited time but very much looking good so uh that one hopefully and yeah that will be out that review will be out towards the end of this week and i'm very much looking forward to playing some more of that um after the show actually yeah. i'll probably just jump back into that so. and i did take a look at this when when uh when i saw that this first came out i know that mm-hmm. a couple interesting things about this game too was first it was created by the creator of dead cells Mm, um, right. So now I haven't played that, but I know that was a very well received game. So if there's mm-hmm. anyone's listening who enjoyed Dead Cells, then you know it's uh, um, from the same person, same kind of vibe. Cool. So you better check that out. And there are two game modes to it, mm-hmm. aside from the normal mm-hmm. play. Um, there's something called Hold My Beer mode, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is only unlocked after you've completed the main story once. Um, it, it sounds like that's something that's going to make it a lot harder. Yeah. But on on the other hand, and this is what I like too, there there's a mode called Kid Mode, mm-hmm. um, which is a shorter experience um, made for kids who haven't or aren't good at video games, but uh, uh, eases it a bit so they can play through it. I think um, having gone through that age uh, recently with with some of my children, the idea of mm-hmm. having a very simple modes to games, I think, is fantastic. Mm-hmm for them so you know they can watch me play um you know my kids could watch me play and then do it themselves and and be able mm-hmm. to go through it without having the frustration of of dying constantly um so yes that's so true yeah actually i did notice i haven't tried those modes uh because as you said i think the hold might be a mode is not available i i didn't test that theory but i do think i remember reading that as well it's not available till after you complete the game yeah and i will give the kids mode a test as well just to see what that's like i think that's actually a really really awesome idea i suppose it's it's akin to having difficulty levels you know easy medium hard but this is a, a different way of doing it where i think it's going to present you know a much simpler version that the kids can enjoy without getting frustrated and i i love yeah. that accessibility feature i think that's great yeah really really cool so definitely look forward to that one. Um, watch my review. And, I mean, there's so many other games that we're playing, and I did touch on this last week, but I've been a bit obsessed with Advance Wars. So <laughs> it's just so, so much fun. Uh, you know, talking about mobile games, Advance Wars probably would make for a good mobile game, I think, because it is so Fire Emblem-esque. And it, do you think that works well on a touchscreen, on a mobile screen, mm-hmm. Fire Emblem Heroes? Yeah. 
I think yeah, Advanced the, Wars would translate well. <laughs> yeah, the there was see and Fire Emblem Hero, like see, because I know Advanced Wars, you get those big maps and mm-hmm. and moving around. They they took a different approach with Fire Emblem Heroes, where they made very tiny little mm, you're going to finish it two or three moves battles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was another game, kind of like Advanced Wars and kind of like Fire Emblem Heroes. I used to play. Speaking of games that uh, you know were were free to play and then disappeared on me, there was one called Phantom of the Kill. Mm. Um, which I love to play on the iPad. Um, and it was more like um, Advance Wars or a true Fire Emblem game until it disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I know it can okay. be done. Yeah, that's it. Uh, they, they should do that. Or why are the Advance Wars games not available um, on Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Online? That is a good question. And I had thought the same thing myself because obviously we do have Game Boy Advance games now. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, um, why do we have an $80 game of two Game Boy Advance games that we could just have on the Switch Online library? Yeah. yeah. Some of the early Game Boy Fire Emblem games are on um, the Switch Online, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I, think I, I remember I played them on the Wii U. I haven't checked. Mm-hmm. Or uh, like the original Sacred Stones, I'll have to look up and see if that's available. Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean Game Boy. The Game Boy Advance was great anyway. I mean, it was pretty much Super Nintendo style graphics, like sixteen bit. Yeah. I, I don't think there'd be a problem. I mean, even we have NES, NES games anyway. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone complains about the graphics because it is what it is. It's it's like a capsule, a time capsule, right? Uh, and these games looked great back in the day anyway. And you're playing. A retro game, you, you have retro graphics, but the gameplay itself hasn't changed. Fire, uh, sorry, Advance Wars One and Two, the game is the same <laughs> on the Switch. This re remastered version, it's the same. You might have some extra missions, and maybe there's some online interactivity and stuff like that, which is cool. But I would have preferred to have seen an old, uh, like a whole new entry. Personally, right. Um, that's probably right. my own disappointment. I'm like. Like, I'm glad they've bundled two games together. They are great games. They're super fun. There's a lot of time to be sunk into them. Like, I'm only halfway through the first campaign and I've spent many, many hours um, <clears throat> having a lot of fun with it. And, but why not give us a new game? <laughs> After so many years of not seeing Advance Wars, I do, that's probably my one disappointment that I haven't really aired. I've sort of kept that to myself. But since we're talking about it, uh, yeah, why? <laughs> Well, maybe yeah. if it sells well enough, they've now got the engine in place. Everything's ready to go. They just need True. to create some new maps and a new story, and off we run. So yeah, yeah, there. and maybe and everybody go buy it so Gemma can get yeah. her sequel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and I mean, I guess they could do. I suppose they could do DLC if they wanted to, right? Like they could add something to yeah. it that's new. Why not? It's it's kind of the way of the world now. So. Yeah, but I am I like I, I'm. It's a minor complaint, I think. It's you know the games are twenty years old or thereabouts. Yeah, I think they're about twenty years old. So a lot of people won't have played them. So I hope that it does find a whole new audience. I mean, my kids. I mean, I have told that I, I said last week how obsessed I am with Advance Wars <laughs> and hearing news about new games. I have told my kids about this game. I'm like, you will love this game when it eventually ever is resurrected. And <laughs> so, uh, and I have got my eldest into it. He's been playing it uh, with me, which is cool. But yeah, it would be nice to see some fresh, uh, new <laughs> stories to go with with a new game. But anyway. It's a minor complaint. I'm happy to have something. Um, and I mean, when did the Game Boy Advance stuff hit the online the Switch Online? That was relatively recently. Yeah, it was. Let's see, I'm trying to think because I went through. I'd say about just a couple of years at most. 
I don't even think it was that long. But anyway, I mean, this game was delayed. It was meant to come out a year ago. I I think Nintendo probably knew more than a year ago that they <laughs> that they were bringing Game Boy Advance games to the Switch. I think that kind of development takes time. So it is a good question. It's a very good question, and I don't know the answer, but here we are. So <laughs> it would be funny, though, uh, not funny haha, but kind of annoying <laughs> funny if they did then go and they wouldn't. They wouldn't release these games on the Switch Online Library having just yeah, bought it. I, I can't imagine half a year because that's a, it, it's an expensive package, right, for those two games? Is it a $50 it package? Yeah, yeah, well, for me it was more, but that's I, I guess I'm talking Australian dollars. But, yeah, I think it's a full-priced kind of AAA you know, sort of level of game price that we're yeah. talking. Yeah, um, that would kind which, of be a slap in the face if they then turned around yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. made it free to everybody who's already subscribed. Yeah. And I mean, I was probably a little surprised at the price as well. I thought maybe it would be on the slightly cheaper side, like not mm-hmm. cheap, but not full price, like not Mario price. But anyway, it, it is what it is. And I, I had it pre-ordered for the last 12 months. So I definitely uh, picked it up when it came out. So <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan. Let's just say that. So I think that's uh, kind of all that I had on my list. What else? Uh, is there anything else that you have uh, gaming-wise you would like to tell us about? Uh, well, I, I don't have anything specific because right now what I'm doing is going through a whole bunch of things that I kind of left open. I want to get everything mm-hmm. wrapped up. And again, we're going back to Zelda. Um, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, clearing <laughs> things off the plate so that when when that arrives – that Friday morning, I'm going to be all set to go. Um, knowing that, you know, obviously when you get like a, a Zelda game that's going to take up so much time, it's not the only game you play, or at least I hope not. Um, that's you need true. a break and you need to move on to other things. But those other things are going to be my reviews for Peter Nintendo. So the stuff mm-hmm. I'm doing for my own enjoyment, I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning <laughs> Putting out. That on hold. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I love that. It sounds very organized. I'd like to know what other people are doing pre- uh, Tears of the Kingdom. What? How? How are people uh, preparing for this uh, event? Because it is an event. You know, this is this is a huge event, um, and I'm probably not as well organized. I don't think Advance Wars will be finished by then. <laughs> I'll do my best, but oh, we'll see. Yeah, how we yeah. Go. I'm I'm being optimistic when I say I'm, <laughs> I'm finishing everything <laughs> up. I'm- yeah. It'll be interesting to see what which review games we have at that time because they will. Yeah, it'll be hard to find <laughs> that time, I suppose. All right, time to take a break from Tears of the Kingdom and to play this review title and yeah. think about Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, although the, the problem with me too is that uh, the, the moment I, I, I take breaks and move on to other games, then Sam's going to get so far ahead of me that he'll be mm-hmm, making fun of me. Like, he'll yeah. walk in and say, this is all you've done. <laughs> I, I beat that two weeks ago. I'm like, oh, oh man, my kid's, my kid's giving me grief. <laughs> Show some respect yeah. for your for your old man. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Come on, Sam. <laughs> Sam, I am. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, thank you so much for your time today. I think that's uh, we'll wrap it up there, and hopefully, listeners have found some new games to to try out. If it's uh, you know along the lines of Amiga Strikers or Melon Journey or Nuclear Blaze or even Xenoblade Three or Advance Wars, the bigger ones as well. Uh, we love talking about games. So, you know, if you have something you want us to talk about, please let us know. You can follow us over on Twitter at Pure Nintendo. We're also putting out a bi-monthly magazine uh, so you can support that. It's a physical magazine that we're sending out. We're working on the next issue right now and you can support us at patreon.com slash Nintendo. 
please support this show as well to give us a like or a subscribe uh, on whatever platform you're listening or watching this on. And thank you so much for taking the time out to, to give us a watch or listen today. Thank you, Kirk, for joining me on this show. Oh, absolutely. And we'll be back for more fun and games next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.